Hey, this is Erin. And Melissa. And we're Trending Northwest, a weekly podcast all about the latest in our region, introducing you to people you'll want to know if you don't already. We're on a personal mission to celebrate kindness, innovation, and diversity, which is at the heart of our culture in the Northwest. Join us as we shine light on topics that are trending for good and have conversations with some of the most fascinating people in our area. Learn more about guests on the podcast and read about trending topics at trendingnorthwest.com. Episodes are dropping weekly, so be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts now. Well, we are so honored to welcome Dr. Melissa Mace, owner of Discovery Counseling Group. Melissa is also a doctor of social work and is an educator at Eastern Washington University. Dr. Mace specializes in mental health counseling, grief counseling, individual counseling, and more. Her goal is to assist others on their journey through life to find their peace. Welcome to Trending Northwest, Dr. Mace. Thank you for having me. Well, we are delighted to meet with you. Not only do we highly respect the work that you do, but also we know that so many people in our community need to get connected to counseling services. And there's been such a, a lack of you know places that they can go and because the need is so high. I think especially after the pandemic, you know, people started to really think more deeply about their mental health and realizing that they they need these services to be able to function at their best. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your journey in becoming a doctor of social work? Oh my goodness. Yes. So my journey to becoming a doctor in social work, I began in high school, you know, taking those tests, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it said, um, then I should be a psychotherapist. And I was like, yes, I should. Mm -hmm. And then I looked into it and I said, no, I should not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It it took a lot of, uh, it took a lot more time and education like that I was willing to commit to at the time. And I was like, no, we're not going to do that. So um, I went to school and I just was like chugging along, trying to figure things out. And I had a neighbor that was getting her degree in social work. And she was like, you can do exactly the same thing in social work as, and I was like, you can. So I looked it up and I was like, oh, you can with a lot less school and no prescriptions, which I don't want to do anyway. Um, so I jumped into it and did, you know, my undergrad and did advanced standing at Eastern. So I got my master's degree and I got to travel and tip, uh, dip my toe into a lot of different things. So then I could have, I have a very vast array of practice knowledge, um, and then my family, we moved back to Spokane after my gallivanting. And I was lucky enough to be in the right place at the right time to build discovery. Um, and then I got an email two years ago saying that Walla Walla was having a, was opening their doctoral program. And I was like, stop all of it. My dreams are coming true. So I just finished. I just defended my dissertation, um, which was Black Women in Leadership, a multidimensional experience. I defended it two weeks ago. And so now I am a doctor. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That's huge. That's an amazing accomplishment. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. And for that work that you have done to get to this point, you've had a huge amount of experience in being able to build a variety of strategies to help out not just the people that you work with, but also your team. So tell us a little bit about how you established Discovery Counseling Group. Um, Discovery Counseling Group came 
off of a, a need. So I had just had a baby um, and was getting married and I was like, I have to get a job. Um, and what I was doing, what I was doing at the time I was working in residential, I was working at SCRC, a, a locked facility for runaways. Um, and that wasn't really conducive to the life that I was trying to build. Um, I wanted to be home with my kids. I wanted to be present and that job I was like on call all the time. I'd be like, I'm getting off at six, but actually I'm at 10. And so that's, you know, you can't, that's not conducive for family life. Um, so I happened to meet somebody that was like, the state is looking for, um, contractors. And I was like, well, I have a master's degree. I can do things. Um, so I got a contract and I did that for three years and in that, they said, I think you should become an agency. And I said, sure. I should not say sure all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I built Discovery. And then it's just been chugging along. This is our 14th year. And I hold several other state agency contracts. Um, I contract with Medicaid, Medicare, and private insurances, hmm. wow. except for some, but we're working on things, um, and private pay. And so we do all kinds of things, consulting and, um, group work and kind of whatever people need. And if we can do it, then we'll help out. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, I, I also feel like you're one of the few that also takes a variety of insurance too, from what I've heard. Yes. Well, I think it's really helpful. Like social work values, like our, our, yeah, our values, say that we have to help like it's our it's our duty to serve and and assist those who are unable or not unable who are struggling with some things mm -hmm. and so i think that we are really fantastic clinicians i have a like i have a fantastic team and they're so brilliant and they're so and their heart is in it and why wouldn't i help if i can and so I lead with that and then everything else works out. And that's so important, especially nowadays going through after going through the pandemic and everything. Um, I know that it looks like grief counseling is a significant part of your specialization. Mm -hmm. um, could you tell us about how you help individuals navigate those emotions associated with grief? Um, I think providing a space is vitally important. I think that is what's missing in a lot of people's lives is the space and the listening ear and the time where you're the, you're the most important, like I, nothing else matters, but you for this 50 minutes, like a, that place could be on fire. I'm just sitting here listening to you. What you say matters. What what's it's so important. You can cry. You can be mad. You can say whatever you want. And a lot of the time, especially in grief, people don't feel that. They feel like I have to be strong for him, her, them. I can't because then they'll know, well, it's fine to be emotional. It's per it's natural and it's strength and it's beautiful to feel all the feelings. And we get to, we are fortunate enough to go on that journey with the people. I know that 
listeners and probably know this too, but I recently lost my dad, um, within the last year now. Um, but there's so many other people that have lost people because of COVID and all of that. And so you do have this feeling where everyone else has lost someone. So your grief doesn't take precedence over theirs. So why share yours? Yes. Um, and it's really speaks to the importance of therapy that, you know, I did it after he passed away too, just because it did feel like that. And it's so important to have that space that you can go. That's not your family, not your friends. We want to share with you a remarkable nonprofit organization making a difference in our community. Meet Beyond Pink, a nonprofit on a mission to improve lives by empowering our community with education, funding, and access to advanced breast screening technologies. Breast health is a crucial aspect of every person's well-being, and Beyond Pink is leading the charge in making sure no one gets left behind. Beyond Pink is dedicated to spreading awareness and knowledge about breast health, providing financial support for cutting-edge screening technologies, and ensuring that everyone has access to the care they deserve. Beyond Pink also has an incredible event coming up that can't miss designer fashion show and auction. Mark your calendars for September 23rd, 2023 for this amazing event at the prestigious Davenport Grand Hotel in beautiful downtown Spokane. For those who prefer virtual attendance, the fashion show and auctions will be simulcast from the comfort of your living room. Together, we can create a stronger, healthier, and more informed community. Learn more about Beyond Pink and join their mission by visiting their website at beyondpink.net. That's beyondpink.net. Yes. Um, can you tell us about the other people on your team? Um, do they also specialize in grief or is there a variety? We have a variety of specialties. Um, ours is a general practice because my thoughts are that it's not my journey, it's yours. So if I, if you're like, I need help, and I'm like, well, I do, that makes it about me. And it has to be about you. So it has to be like, what do you need at this time? And so my team, we, I work really hard in our trainings and all that to make sure that we are up on our readings and our CEUs so that we can meet the needs of who comes in that day. So if they need um, intens- intensive trauma therapy, I got you. If we need to talk about, if we need to do play therapy all day. Um, we just are meeting our clients where they're at. And all of my clinicians are fantastic at that. And it's so important for people who are coming to you to feel safe and welcome. It's such an intimidating experience for some to seek out, you know, any kind of mental health care because for generations people have been taught, you know, just have a stiff upper lip and deal with it. And if you can't deal with it, then there's something wrong with you. Uh, but I know that there are some things people should probably know before they seek you out um, for any kind of family therapy, marriage, relationship therapy. What would you like to tell that person who's wanting to take that first step, what it would be like at discovery and what that process will entail? Um, I think I would ask them to be open because it is their journey. So we can't force you to do anything that you're not ready to. And so if you're not ready to do the work, then maybe we should take a pause because it's really hard. Like looking being introspective is difficult because we don't do it because we're, we're very busy and it's easier to be very busy than to take a moment and be like, Oh, I, I'm a problem. (laughs) I I have some things I need to work on because we're really busy and we like to blame other people. Well, if you wouldn't have, and if you did and and if you, so, um, when your clinician is like, 
well, the common thread is you. So what do we think we need to do? You have to be ready for that and that journey and to know that they're saying something because they want to walk with you. Because you said when you came in, this is my goal. And they are just reading the map. Because sometimes you can't read the map. You can't read the map and drive. So (laughs) we are your navigation. Oh, that's such a powerful statement. I love that. You should put that on a (laughs) t-shirt. Social media takes notes. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no kidding. And especially with all the things that my family has been going through lately, um, which I I can't share about because we're legally going through some stuff um, to protect my kids. But I know what it's like to just be going through your life and thinking you have things kind of under control, so to speak. I mean, no one really does. But to a certain degree, like you feel like your your life is going the way you want. And then to just be struck by something that takes you completely by surprise. Um, what do you think is the impetus for most of the people who come to visit you? I know that's probably kind of a loaded question. But what do you find is that step that people have to take in their mind to be ready to start Um, working in therapy? Well, I think it's the big, like every season there's like a, a word or a phrase or a, or a thing that somebody like that's cool, but not really cool. So, you know, like, um, one year it was autism. And so everybody was autistic and everybody needed ABA and all the things. Um, and right now the hot button is, uh, ADHD mm. and triggers. Mm. Everybody's triggered. <laughs> so, and narcissists. There's a lot of narcissists around, apparently, um, <laughs> that weren't around before. Right. But yep. because it's the popular thing. And so it's right now that's kind of what people are coming in with or saying. And then we just say, oh, okay, tell us what else is going on. And then we we diagnose because we're able to, I'm sorry, you guys can't. So, but I like you trying. It's really kind. <laughs> it's so cute when you try. <laughs> you do not have education in this though. So yeah, let's let not kind that. of, yeah, yeah. let's just dial it back. That yeah. is so hard when people are, you know, getting online, there's so much access to information. They think that they're qualified yes. to be able to make those kinds of assessments and diagnoses. Um, how do you guide people to the understanding that the information that they're seeing online may not necessarily be best for their mental health um, or for their process of healing? Um, I always tell people, I say, that seems like a lot of information that maybe you don't have all the skills for. Ooh, good phrase. And that maybe if, and if we're looking and I'm a, I'm a, um, a Pollyanna, a hippy dippy heart, as it were, I am very positive. I'm like, okay, so if our goal is to have a positive outcome, then why are we just focusing on the negative things Mm -hmm. and the things that we have no control over? Have we, so then we're just stirring up hot and making ourselves really frustrated and angry and feeling out of sorts. That doesn't seem helpful um, in the path that you're trying to lead yourself to. If we're trying to be better and grow and learn, that is not as helpful as one would think. Yeah. Sometimes you, you see what you want to see. Yes. And so when you're doing that research, you go, oh, I identify with this and this. And you may think you're on the right path, but what's actually going to fix that problem? 
working with a professional, somebody who has research-based, you know, philosophy that will actually guide you to a positive solution. Exactly. Because if we all look hard enough, our legs are going to fall off. I mean, if you look, I'm pretty positive. WebMD says my legs are going to fall off. Yep, yep, yep. Exactly. I was just going to say that. Yeah, like what's this age spot on my hand? Oh, you're going to die. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, That's just it. It's what it says. Gotta go now. I read the words too. (laughs) So, I mean, it kind of sounds like social media has been a blessing but and a a curse, honestly. Mm. Um, Is there anything, is there any like to kind of make this a little more lighthearted for our listeners, um, are there any shows or like any, um, yeah, pretty much just shows, but that you watch that you're like, okay, this actually like shows my profession in the realistic light or are they all just kind of fantastical? <laughs> <laughs> um, it can be an old show too. <laughs> they are pretty fantastical. Um, there are pieces, I think in most because it's a dramatization, dramatization. Yeah. <laughs> you know the words. Yeah. Um, they're dramas. And so they have to hype it up and they have to make it look more fun than it is. I mean, we have fun, but we're therapists, we're clinicians. So we're like, oh my goodness, did you read this book? And did you, did you, you know, like that stuff is fun for us. Um, not so much for other people. There's a show shrinking. That mm-hmm. is good, new, yeah. but it's very awful. Oh, <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of issues. I was like, oh my gosh, you can't do that. Oh no, you can't do that. That's illegal. Oh no, you're going to lose your license. Oh, no. um, but I mean, it's fun to watch and it gives you kind of a picture, but not an accurate picture. Um, but there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of therapy everywhere if you're looking. Mm. But I think the the most important, if you're going to seek out a clinician, you really need to seek out seek out a licensed clinician um, to get the best out of anything. Because you could read any book, you can look on, you know, anybody's social media and get little tidbits, but it's not really going to help you on your journey of healing if you don't do the work and seek out a professional. Don't forget to put inspiration and entertainment on your calendar. Get season tickets now to STCU's Best of Broadway. You can have first access to popular touring productions with live music and top talent, special offers from nearby restaurants, and so much more. West Coast Entertainment is a locally operated independent presenter of national touring Broadway productions, concerts, and other special events. Don't miss a single show-stopping moment. Learn more about their upcoming season by checking out broadwayspokane.com. And that's a great question too, because I think a lot of people don't totally understand what the processes are that you go through to be a licensed clinician and what the difference is between someone who is not licensed and someone who is. Can you explain a little bit about that so that if somebody's listening to this and they want to go to someone, they'll know what to look for to make sure that it's the right solution? Okay. So to be licensed in the state of Washington, well, you have to submit your documentation. And so you have like an associate license. So that's like you're working on it. Um, I have a LICSW, which is a licensed independent clinical social worker. That's who I am. And I had to do at the time they changed the requirements. Um, at the time it was three years post-grad. So after your master's degree, you have to have three years, um, experience and, that is under somebody else who has their license. So they supervise you and, you know, you go and talk and you, um, 
consult. So like if there's cases that you're like, oh, this was really hard. I don't know which, what, what to do. Um, help. They assist you with diagnosis. They help you with all those things. And that's three years. And then you take a test, um, a very long, a very detailed <laughs> test, very expensive. Um, and then once you do that, well, you apply and then you take the test. And then if you pass, you get your license. Yay! And then you pay for it every year. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm sure that with all of that education comes skills that are foundational for helping people move forward. So what are some of the dangers that people could run into if they go to a therapist that isn't licensed? Well, you could have – there's insurance, like – Insurance won't pay if your clinician's not licensed. Um, so you have to pay out of pocket. And then you're not, then you don't have the backing of the state or anybody else saying, okay, well, you've done your CEUs, your continuing education. You're qualified. You have the credentialing, um, you know, the regu- the regular education. You don't, <laughs> you have the, you know, universities at, degrees and all those things to say, yes, you've studied, you've met the require minimum requirements to be a master of this field. And that is so important. Um, I know that sometimes people, you know, prefer to just find the, the least expensive option, or they saw someone post on Instagram that they're helping people with their life journey you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there are so many tools and skills that you'll have access to that people who do not have the training don't. And when you're talking about things like your mental health and your well-being, it's not, I, I mean, would you really want to go to a doctor that didn't have a degree? I don't know. I don't think that would be a good plan. No. Not yeah. for most of the things. Or a dentist that doesn't have a degree? That oh would be gosh. terrifying. Yeah, for yeah. Real. Take that tooth out. Oh, it seems fine. No, no, it's got to come out. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's somebody who just likes mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's even worse. <laughs> um, one of the things that I think is like a, has been a big barrier, um, I have a couple friends and we don't go in depth about the therapy work we're doing, but we're all in different types of therapy. And when I was trying to find someone for my grief and everything, they were like, okay, like you got to look for someone that's like X, Y, and Z and like all of these things to like find the right one. Because the biggest fear for me was what if I start working with someone and I find out down the road that we don't, that it's not a good fit and everything, but I've already you know, shelled out all this money or insurance has or whatever. How can you, if you're getting started in therapy and this is maybe your first time, how do you know? if someone's good for you like I think you have to be open to the process and understand that with anything I believe that any place like you have to listen to yourself and we don't do that all the time and we should because you are with you all the time and you know what's good and you know what's bad so any like if you're going to your physician if you're going to um, your clinician if you walk in and you're like hmm no, thank you. Don't do it. You don't have to keep doing it because you got referred or they checked all the boxes because it doesn't work for you. And in this, this is a healing journey, just like any other healing journey. And you should feel comfortable and at peace. And if you're not comfortable and at peace, then what work are you going to really be successful in getting done? Is there a little bit of give and take? Because I guess when I walked in, I was like, well, am I just going to be like talking the whole time? And then I just leave? Like, is should there be? And like, I've since learned like, yes. there are things I need to do. I don't just yeah. unload on them and then I leave, you know, but, <laughs> no. 
but um, so like, let's say you're, let's say you are a narcissist or something, and let's say you start talking to your counselor and everything, and they say, or your, ther- your therapist, and they say, well, you know, you should. I don't know if you guys say, but if you should X, Y, Z or whatever, and you're like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, is there some back and forth that you would do with your therapist or? Yeah, there can be. It depends. Yeah. It depends on, you know, the need. So some people come in and they need um, homework, as it were, you know, things to work on when we leave. And some people just need, like, I needed this 50 minutes just to say all the things. I needed to say all the things. And then next week, maybe we'll do homework. But this week, I, I can't do anything outside of this. And that is the piece that really has to be, it's need base. So if that's what you need this week, then that's what you need this week. And there is a back and forth, but sometimes there's not. And that is the flexibility of a good clinician because it's not about me. Mm-hmm. It's not like, I mean, you come in and you say things and I'm like, oh, <laughs> we could go over here, but that's not where you want to go this week. Because it's not about me. I, you say things and it, and it clicks in my head that, oh, this is the way we'd go. But you're not ready to go that way. So if we took the analogy of the car, mm. I'm like, oh, we travel up this hill, but you don't have four-wheel drive. So we can't go up that hill. So we have to go around, and that's where the education comes in. So then I know, well, the easiest point would be to go up this hill. But since we can't, because we're not there yet, we're going to take the long way and do the switchback and we'll get there. It just will take a little longer. That's wisdom right there. And you can't teach it. It just is intrinsic. You really care about people. And that's so apparent. Yeah, well, we have loved getting to have you on the show today. And I know that there are going to be many listeners who will want to get in touch with you and learn about how they can utilize your services. So what's the best place for them to reach out to get in touch? So we have social media and I think all of it is discovery counseling group. Um, also, or you can email, which is info at discovery hyphen counseling.org. Fantastic. Well, I look forward to hearing about all of the wonderful people that reach out about this program and want to connect with you. Uh, we always get so many messages after we have these types of podcasts. So Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Mace. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Have you ever spent hours researching online to find the coolest hotspots, learn about fascinating local people, and plan your next staycation only to be more confused? We have a magazine for that. We do the hard work for you and research trending topics every day and then spill the tea on our favorites on social in the digital magazine for the busy modern professional to access easily on the go. Support women-owned inclusive media and become a subscriber for just $29 a year at trendingnorthwest.com backslash subscribe.